1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Asif, the numbers are out for the first month of 2019. Take us through those stats across the region and beyond. Well, surprisingly, surprising, and I'm saying surprisingly because of the weather that we had, we were... Actually, we had a better month in January 2019 than we did in 2018 of January. And if you consider we had a week of extreme cold, the snowstorms that followed, and then the cold again, we probably took about 10 or 12 days out of the month where nobody was out shopping for houses or or even wanted to get their houses ready for sale. But we noticed that we had almost a 1% increase in the number of sales across the GTA and York Region sold 589 properties in the month of January. Now, how does that um, compare to the average price? The average price also went up. So the average price in York Region was $871,341. And if you're looking at how the trend has been going, we had a, a bit of a quiet month in December, but the average price has been climbing the entire time. The other interesting thing to look at, Tina, is the inventory. We've been talking a lot about how inventory has been declining and we, we need more inventory. So if you look at the inventory just in York Region for the entire month, we had 3,095, just over 3,000 homes that were available for sale. The interesting part was 1,994 of those listings were new listings. So we were pretty, and we were selling just as many houses that, as were coming up on the market and we needed to make up some more inventory. So as this starts to continue, if that trend continues, we're going to run into the same type of issues we had, you know, two years, three years, four years ago, where we didn't have enough inventory to keep up with demand. Now, was there a specific area of York region that was hotter than another? If you're looking at months of inventory, Markham has been selling, they're just under four months of inventory, which is a pretty hot market. So it's turning back into that seller's market where multiple offers are going to be prevalent uh, again, just in maybe a month or two. If you're looking at other areas that were similar to that, you've got Richmond Hill, Vaughn, uh, even Stouffville made some gains, and uh, Georgina, which has been coming back, and, and Aurora. So those were all pretty hot. I mean, they were they were, they were making strides in the right direction, even with the cold and the snow, if properties were still moving. And is that unusual for the month of January? And I know we've had a few years of, you know, nothing's been typical, nothing's been usual. But what can you say in terms of what does it look like overall in January? You know, we keep comparing January 2019 to January 2009, where we came out of that, the the brief recession that we had at the end of 2008. And this is almost textbook as to what happened back then. If you could write a script, it would be exactly this. So January, people were still getting uh, you know, comfortable with the new rules and regulations. That continued through the year where it was a little bit quiet. People were sitting on the fence waiting for prices to fall or the assumption that prices would fall, and it didn't happen. And as you got towards the end of 2008, just like the end of 2018, you started to see consumer confidence build. 
and that translate into you know busier times during September, October, November. And December was kind of quiet as people were just uh, taking the month off. And they were just tired of waiting or, or tired of having their homes listed on the market for crazy prices. Then came January 2009, which is very similar to January 2019, where people were ready to go. They said, prices are not dropping. I need to get into a house now. And they started scooping up properties. That created more of a demand. And then people that were thinking about selling in the spring said, I better jump in and list my house now. That's why you saw that increase or that little boost in inventory come up in January. That's going to continue through February. So if you're out there, if you're a realtor and, and you're out there in February, you've noticed, uh, you know, just in the first few days of February, you've seen multiple offers, you've seen a lot of houses sell, and this is very reminiscent of February 2019. Okay, we'll talk about those multiple offers in a moment, but you said something about average price going up. That's not good news for buyers out there. If you're buying and selling in the same market, then it doesn't really matter, but the, we've been saying for about four or five months, buyers, your window's closing, your window's closing. And and now your window is pretty much closing. It's almost closed because you've got other people competing for these houses now. So when it was quiet, that was your time to buy and, and get a pretty good deal. Pretty good deal meaning in York Region, you're still sell, seeing properties sell for about 96% of list price as long as they're priced properly. If they're not priced properly, you're going to see these properties sell for 90% or 92% because the consumer is savvy and they're, they know they're not going to have to pay what your neighbor got two years ago because that wasn't market value. That was per, that was just you know supply and demand and, and the fact that they had to outbid other people. You don't have that market anymore. That's long gone. You need to be priced for the market. And if you are, you're going to get about 96%, which is pretty standard. All right. Now, there was talk this week about the possibility of Ontario disclosing prices in real estate bidding wars. What do you think about that? It's a mixed bag. Uh, it sure will allow people the opportunity to see what other people are bidding. But will it really stop people from going above and beyond? If It depends what the objective is. Is the objective to make sure that people don't overpay for a house? Because knowing what someone else is paying and you want that house, you are going to overpay for that house. Because now you know what you're up against and, and where does that stop? So it depends on what the objective of this new rule would be, and it it could help people because now they know what they're up against, but it could also be something where the, the price just keeps climbing because now you know how much more you have to bid. Now we have January behind us. If we're looking ahead to February and March, what does the market look like, do you think? February and March are going to be really hot. It's uh, the, the pent-up demand, people coming off of that fence to purchase people jumping the gun to try and list their house before their neighbors list their house. So look for February and March to be, you know, super heated and, and lead the market for 2019. We've already projected that 2019, we will see more sales uh, compared to 2018. And you're already starting to see that activity now. All right. When we come back, we check in on the real estate market in Montreal. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. 
You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now on the show is Tanya Vickers from Montreal. Tanya is a sales representative with REMAX Cadillac. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tanya, there's uh, a lot of stories out there about Montreal real estate this week, and and, and they're trying to entice people to move to the downtown core. Can you tell us a little bit about what's happening there and the tax incentive that goes with this? So I was actually, I picked up the phone to speak to the lady who wrote the article um, that was up for discussion in the Gazette. She she actually relocated from BC and I was her realtor. So kind of a funny coincidence awesome. there. So she moved out to the suburbs, but she's been covering news all over, you know, Montreal, the suburbs, etc., real estate related. Um, and I wanted to get her take on it because I had my own opinion about what was available downtown. And um, she, you know, the way she wrote the article, um, how do I say? So, so in the central core, my understanding was that there was only incentives for the central core, but it's not correct. There's actually incentives for all of Montreal, the city. Um, however, the biggest incentives are offered in the central core, which we would sort of consider a Vilmarie if you look on, on the real estate website. So that would be really downtown. Um, and when I went and looked, I was laughing with one of my girlfriends last night. I said, how often do you see a three-bedroom um, affordable, you know, because they're talking about giving subsidies for real estate that's $450,000 or less. Um, so that's almost like an impossibility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just doesn't exist. Uh, there were 25 sales last year above grade of, of under 450,000 in that central core, as opposed to a total um, amount of sales of about 3,500. So Tanya, if you don't mind, let's take a step back for our listeners here in York Region and, and the GTA. Can you tell us a little bit about this plan by the mayor to increase the size of Montreal's family housing pool. What exactly is the plan? So I think because most of the families live outside the city core, they live in the suburbs. So we have um, the suburbs mainly are called the West Island uh, of Montreal. So a lot of people commute, they raise their families there, they go downtown to work. And I think that there's um, an idea that it's become disproportionate, the amount of executives living downtown, you know, without children, um, the amount of students, so they would like to see some families to, you know, mix things up and make things a little bit more homogenous. Uh, the problem is that the real estate that's there right now is not very conducive to that. So it's a lot of one bedrooms, two bedrooms. Um, for example, I had clients who moved from Ottawa. They moved a, a little girl who was about two years old and a baby into a property that was, um, it was a three bedroom, but it was outside the core uh, in the plateau area. And they had to get up three flights of stairs with strollers, <laughs> like metal metal stairs outside. Yikes. And, and so, when, you know what I mean? And, and then there's rooftop terraces that aren't very safe. So when I imagine myself, and I have three sons that are adults now, uh, that I raised in the suburbs, and I imagine myself bringing them and trying to make do with what's existing downtown, it's not very appealing. And the prices also are much more, um, you know, everything's much more expensive the closer you get to the core. And that's a good point because Montreal has that historic feel. It's an older city, and at the same time, you don't have a lot of these smaller buildings or 
duplexes, no. triplexes with elevators. So you're carrying these strollers up and down. And then the landscape of Ville-Marial, which is <laughs> you know, very <laughs> hilly. Montreal. Yeah. Or so. old Montreal with its cobblestone streets. I mean, listen, it is beautiful. I love going down there. I would even consider moving out there at some point um, now that the kids are grown. But raising children, you know, Brianna has three children. I have three sons that I raised in the suburbs. And we were discussing, you know, how many wonderful aspects there would be to living downtown. You know, the museums, all the cultural stuff. But then you also have, uh, you know, the buildings that just aren't kid-friendly. And even the new ones, you know, as if you and I were talking about the MAA building on Peel Street, you know, building townhouses, well, those subsidies wouldn't even touch that type of, of property because the chance of getting something for under four fifty, um, you know, it's slim to none. And this is the subsidy. This is the subsidy, the five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars rebate that people yes. are getting from the government. So I believe it's directly related to people's income and their, um, you know, their means uh, to 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 purchase something. Um, so the subsidies increase as you get closer downtown. So this Bill Marie would be the, the promised, you know, $15,000 subsidy. Um, there's a lot of, my understanding is there's a lot of sort of rules around it. They haven't defined it very um, carefully yet. I haven't found the list. You know, I, I mean, we only spoke about this a couple of days ago. I could do some more research, but I believe it's from five to 15,000. The 5,000 being as you get further away from the, the downtown core and even that, you know, there's restrictions. You have to have children under the age of 12. Um, I think you have to be moving from the suburbs or from outside of Montreal into Montreal. And it's probably related to income as well as the purchase price. And what about our listeners who are not familiar with Montreal? Is there enough outdoor space? Are there schools and other amenities in the area that would be, you know, required by families? There are a lot of parks. But the condos that are built um, right now, very, very rarely do they have that sort of specific green space that kids need. You know, usually parents um, who are who are condo living downtown with young children will have to locate themselves close to a, a, a park. Now, what about if you're purchasing a property and you're going to be renting it out to students or, or if you have a child that's going to <laughs> that's school here in Montreal? Is, do you qualify for this subsidy or, or with the... No, uh, no, no okay. because the children have to be under the age of 12. I mean, I would say to you that the most calls that I get are from either parents of university students who are looking to purchase a condo and um, rent out to some of the friends of the students as well as, you know, house their own children. I would say investors are calling, people with university students are calling, uh, professionals relocating from elsewhere, maybe with one kid who's a teenager, I don't get a lot of calls for, for people with young families that are looking for downtown Montreal. So you're thinking, interesting idea, not sure it's going to work. Not sure it's going to work. And, and there's something else that's interesting with this new light rail station. Um, it, it's going to be, you know, lining the suburbs, like stops all along. There will be the ability in two years to get downtown within about 20 minutes every 15 to 20 minutes per day. So, so 20, I think 20 hours out of 24, it'll be operating. So um, trains coming every single 15 minutes, which right now, you know, commuters have to rely on, on the train or they have to take a bus and then get to the metro station, which is quite far and quite difficult. So this is going to make life so easy. 
What's the average price of a, a condo, say a two-bedroom condo in Montreal in the city as compared to what you would get for that price in the suburbs? Uh, you know what? It's so different. Listen, uh, probably the average price of a house in the in the West Island, again, there's there's Pierrefonds that's a lot less expensive versus Beaconsfield that's very expensive, you know, all sort of within 10 minutes of each other. Um, I think per square foot downtown, as you get into this, the core, it's about $650 uh, a square foot versus, let's say, the Plateau or Griffintown, which would be more towards five five fifty. Um, the West Island, you can buy a lovely home for 500000 with a big yard, you know, 8,000 square foot yard, amazing schools, parks everywhere. I have to say, if, if, if given the choice, and I've been, you know, I had the choice of moving downtown, it would never have occurred to me with three kids. Sounds like some good in, investment opportunities <laughs> for uh, people from Toronto as well, looking to invest in money, because your rental market is also pretty strong. Oh, it's so. extremely strong. You know what? But getting back to that, what Brianna did say is she suggests that Montreal has some growing to do, because it would be amazing to have, um, you know, kid-friendly units offered for people with three bedrooms uh, and up, you know, with those spaces in them that are allotted to kids playing and so forth, we don't have that. So I think Toronto has made strides in in, uh, adapting to families moving downtown. I think BC also, she she came from Westminster. She said uh, things, you know, changed a lot. I think Montreal has been growing again. And I think that the mayor's probably encouraging that. I just don't know if five to $15,000 of, kickback is going to do it <laughs> that's right now Montreal in, in terms of an investment potential you know for people um, renting out their properties I see them I, I see Montreal growing I see the prices going up the inventory come down uh, Montreal I've never seen a market like this I've been in the in the business 11 years now I've never seen a market like 2018 that's amazing growth. That's great, Tanya. If anyone has questions about the Montreal market, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? They can either email me at vickerstanya at gmail.com or call me at 514-501-7040. Tanya, thanks so much for joining us and for the information on what's happening in Montreal. My pleasure. So nice talking to you. You too. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. Just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to find On the Market and list of our other shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Asif, you all set? I am. Okay, here we go. The first one comes from James in Markham. He is ready to take his home-based business to a new level and needs a workspace. Are there agents who specialize in commercial properties and what options does he have to find a furnished or unfurnished space? James, first of all, congratulations on, on taking your business to that level. And yes, we uh, we do have agents that specialize in commercial properties. It depends on what you're looking for. Now, are you looking to grow into a shared space? Because there are options that you can use 
that have uh, shared accommodations as well as amenities like boardrooms, reception areas. So once we have a chat, I can point you in the right direction or be able to find you the right commercial property. Do you need warehouse space? Do you need office space? Is it combined? Are you happy in an industrial area? Do you need exposure? So all of these things are going to go into making the right decision for yourself because if it's a business that you just want to run out of an office building, for sure, there's a lot of options. If you need, if it's automotive, you're restricted to certain corridors. If you don't mind being in an industrial area, you'd get cheaper rent. If you need to be in a retail setting or commercial setting, you're going to pay about $30, $35 a square foot. So it really depends. And then even with industrial space or retail space, do you need a drive-in door for shipments? Do you need man doors? So once we have that conversation, we can point you in the right direction. Now, Asif, you asked all of those questions. Does every agent have that kind of background and knowledge to know that this is what we should be exploring? This is what we should be asking that client. So I have a commercial real estate background. It's what I did in my previous career. So you just need to know what you're going to be up against, where where you can actually put that business, because there's some restrictions, even in plazas. If you're trying to open a certain type of business in a plaza, there's parking spots requirements different bylaws that the cities and towns have in place. So there's a lot that goes into commercial space. So you need to talk to someone that's well-versed with commercial. All right. Our next question comes from Jenna, also in Markham. She currently lives in and owns a very small one-bedroom condo. She wants to stay in Markham, but is hoping to find a two-bedroom unit. Are her options only older buildings? Jenna, great question as well. And no, you have a lot of options. There's a lot of newer buildings that do have the two-bedroom condos or larger one-plus-ones where the, the den can be used as a, another bedroom. So again, with, with yourself, it's determining what you want to do with that bedroom. Is it for someone to live in? Is it for a child? Is it for uh, a roommate? Uh, do you need windows in that second space? You know, some second bedrooms don't have windows. So we want to be able to ask those questions and, and determine what exactly it is that you are looking for. Uh, I know there's a development just at 9th and 7, uh, Brownstones. They have a lot of two-bedroom units as well, very well-priced. So you do have a lot of options within Markham. And no, you don't have to stick to the older buildings. And so can you convert that, you know, you have those condos that are one bedroom and a den. Can you convert that den into a bedroom with privacy, with doors? How do you do that? You could. You just have to get approval from the condo corporation to be able to do any changes within. Usually, if it's not structural, they're not as picky about them. But if it was a larger space and you wanted to add a closet or if you wanted to put a door or window in uh, facing into the living room or something like that, then, yeah, you would be able to make those changes. And so are there, if she is you know, deciding to turn her attention to the older buildings, uh, are they usually a little bit bigger than what's being built right now? Traditionally, the original condos or the, the condos that were built 10, 15, 20 years ago, they are larger condos. What you also have to take into consideration is your condo fees are based on your square footage. So how much extra square footage do you really need or really want? And is it worth the extra amount that you'll be paying in maintenance fees? Okay. If our listeners want to connect with you directly, Asif, how do they do that? 
they can give me a call on my cell at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Time now for this week's hot listing. Joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week's hot listing is a gorgeous three-bedroom home on a quiet tree-lined street. This home has been extensively renovated, including all three bathrooms, a custom designer kitchen, and a beautiful family room with a wet bar. It also has an oversized two-car garage and a stunning backyard oasis with an in-ground saltwater pool, an infinity hot tub, and a screened-in cabana. Wow. How amazing does that sound? This sounds like California. Right? <laughs> this home is just as fabulous on the inside as it is on the outside. Asif, what do you think about this property? How many more days till summer? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is a great property. And you know what? It's in such a great area. It's very accessible. It's, you know, steps to the region. It's within the city. You can get anywhere within 20 or 25 minutes from here. And Heather, one more time, the highlights of this property, the list price, and where our listeners can get more information. Okay, it's a three-bedroom, three-bathroom home. It's located at 41 Eastley Crescent in Agent Court. It's listed for $1 million. And for more information, they can contact Susan Taylor of the Susan Taylor Group at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's our show for this week. Great show, Tina. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's our show. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.